1: The JSC has closed its doors for another day, so it's time for the five o'clock shadow. And as always on a Tuesday, it's the double-headed Dream Team edition with David Shapiro from Sassfin Securities and Viv Govender from Rand Swiss, both in Johannesburg. Viv, David and I had a long discussion yesterday and I ranted a bit. David was a little bit more considered in his analysis of what's been going on in the last few days, but we did come to the conclusion that we
0: didn't know. So you've (laughs) you've
1: you've got to give us your opinion, please.
0: Oh, quite frankly, I mean, if the Fed breaks right now with inflation at 6%, you know what I mean? And core inflation, especially rising, that's very dangerous. The U.S. is not going to get back to 2% in five years' time, you know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's going to be that you're going to have a serious, like, uptick in inflation, and at some point in time, consumers are going to realize that they have to have inflation minimum increases, maybe inflation plus increases, depending on whether or not they're going to catch up for the last few years or not. And that's just going to cause a whole new, you know, not quite a Paul Volcker situation, but it will be a, a road to that kind of situation in a decade or two's time. It's, you know, once inflation gets going, we know that it, it becomes an, an issue once, especially when it comes into wages, especially when it comes to expectations. It takes a long time to get you down to a level, uh, you know, that uh, the market basically believes that your 2% is still 2%. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, with super number today, the fact that the market still thinks he's going to pause and maybe even reverse, I think Nomura talked about reversing, um, I, I, I would think that would be quite a, a change from what he was talking about just a couple of days ago.
1: It's a very interesting situation, and, and the market as well. I mean, if you could have been long anything over the last few days without being asset class or stock-specific, or short of anything mm-hmm. stock-specific-wise, you would have been long of volatility. I mean, just as I was preparing for our chat, I looked back an hour ago or so, the S&P was up something like... I don't know, one and a half, one point six and a half, 1.6% or something. And I think uh, the last time I looked, it was only up around about half a percent. It's all over the place, uh, David. And I know you're not a volatility player, but traders are. And this has been a real trade since Thursday, Friday.
2: Hey, look, it's strong. I mean, the s and up now 1.9%, the oh, NASDAQ okay. up 2%. So yeah. it has taken off. Um, I just, I think there's, a little bit of relief about what the fed has done or what the, what the treasury has done to uh, uh, you know, take the sting out of the worries over banks i remain lindsay i remain a bit cautious because this is not a regulatory issue this is a supervision issue and what concerns me more than anything else is that this slipped through you know as we were discussing Discussing yesterday, so we don't know the quality of what's on the books of most of these banks, and whether they've made adequate provisions. While well, of course they had to invest in securities over the years as they got money in, so I still remain a little sceptical about um, you know the clean bill of health for a lot of these smaller banks, and you want you want the comfort that uh, they've been stress tested and that they've. M- They've uh, uh, written down their assets to uh, acceptable levels and that they will raise capital. And, you know, and, and for me, that's the big problem. SVB didn't do it. You know, the more we learn about it on a day-to-day basis, you realize how badly run it was and how they, you know, they, they didn't make these adjustments. So I think that's, that's still disturbing me. You know, that's still a worry. And remember, we've got, we've got, not only the U.S. banks, but you've got European banks and so on, where rates are going up at such a pace, it has to have some kind of follow-through or impact on the assets that you hold. You know, And they don't own risk assets. They don't own shares in equities. Most of the banks would be covered by interest rate uh, investments. And those are the ones that are affected when rates start to rise. So yeah. I, we discussed it yesterday. I'm saying that still remains – hold on a sec you know, one day, two days, these kind of things just don't fall
1: away like that. No, you're quite right. This is a, It's not just suddenly everyone turns up at the door and says, right, well, I want to withdraw my money. It doesn't work like that. And Viv, I think what people don't understand, or many people don't understand, is that banks lend to banks. So that's why that horrible word contagion comes along, Viv. So I mean, it may be that this is one bank and everyone says, oh, well, it's just a Silicon Valley tech bank. and But no, it's not. It's other banks also being exposed to the uh, lending practices between the banking system, I think. Am I right, Viv?
0: Oh, in a part. But I think the main reason here was that in 2008, the US government and other governments came out and said, these are the banks in the world that we will save if things go bad. These are the too-big-to-fail banks, right? So you put your money in a too-big-to-fail bank, you are safe. You put your money in... In a, a Silicon Valley bank or a, you know, a, a first bank or whatever, the the different kind of things, a signature bank or whatever it may be, these banks apparently, if you put your money there and things go wrong, the government until this weekend was not coming in to save you. So what the fear was is that if you had a situation in which Silicon Valley bank customers... The depositors lost money. Then anyone with half a brain cell would say to themselves, why do I have my money at this regional Oklahoma City or Miami or whatever bank in the world when I know there's four banks, but the government will save if anything goes wrong. Why do I have what's the advantage of risking all my money or anything above $50,000, which is, I think, the amount that any reasonably sized business has. You know, for payroll, in fact, you know, you have 100 people on payroll, $250,000 is not a lot of money mm-hmm. to pay 100 people's payroll, you know what I mean? Uh, so you need to have the, your money in some kind of uh, place where you know if things go bad, the government will save you. And as of Friday, was, those were the big four banks in the U.S. And if the government had not done it, come today or come tomorrow, what would have happened is every single person with a business account or any person with a significant amount of money would say, hey, $250,000, dollars i would leave it here. But I'm going to move everything else to this, uh, you know, J.P. Morgan or, you know, Bank of America or something like that there. And that is not, you know, obviously Silicon Valley Bank had, I think, 90 plus percent of its uh, deposits above $250,000. But most banks have 10, 20 percent above uh, uh, $250,000. If all those monies moved in a period of a week or two, you'd have a run of the bank on every regional bank, basically, in the U.S. And that would have been the contagion that would have destroyed the U.S.'s banking system. The use would be comes Africa when it's big four, effectively. Yes. Uh, because every big bank in the world, every bank in the in, in the US basically, yeah. would not take any deposit uh, unless you were one of the big four banks. It's
1: very interesting, mm. David, because we were talking about this yesterday, about the solidity and the the mm. the nature of the way that South African banks are run. But on the other hand, you could look at mm. it from a negative point of view and say, well, they've got no one to lend to. There's no new startups. Yeah. So that's why they're not uh, getting stuffed. Yeah. I mean, these banks yeah. in Silicon yeah. Valley, someone knocks on the door yeah. every day and says, look, I've got this mm. new thing. Uh, would you mm. like to fund it? and they do so
2: south africa's not exposed to that no. type of lending no no our banks are very tight they're very tight they don't lend you know and 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 uh, i've said this over the past week you know you they're not going to give us the combination for the vault downstairs you're gonna you won't drag money out of them they're very safe and they're great investments but they're not they're not the kind of bank that if you had a starter. If, if Vivs had a startup and he went to see <laughs> Ned Bank, they're not going to give him money. They're going to tell him, yes, Viv, I want your wife. I want your children. I want your car. I want your house. I want everything as collateral. Then I might lend you. We might lend you something. And that's why they've got such high returns on uh, equity because we don't. We, we, we haven't got a culture of uh, uh, SVB. We, we're not a culture that helps um, um, venture capital or anything like that yes we 've got private equity that private equity will invest in businesses that are already churning over money, making money, and so on they don 't go into greenfield operations so you, lindsay you're dead right so we we haven 't got that um, you know that kind of culture in our market, and that 's why we we 've got such really Really good banks were extremely tight.
1: But what happened in the uh, late nineteen nineties? In late nineteen nineties, financial services companies and dot com companies Uh, were two a penny in South Africa. Did the banks
2: fund them? They could have changed attitude there. I can't remember at that stage, but uh, they were quite open. There were a lot of new banks that emerged, uh, and probably you know a little more lax with their purse strings. But I think maybe since oh seven oh eight, they have tightened up very very. You know very hard, it 's very difficult, Lindsay, the point I make though, yeah. and, and I keep using this all the time. South Africa was built on venture capital, you know uh, what was the mine? Yeah. the mine was equity capital, hold you, in the ground. you had faith hmm. they, they literally they drilled, and they never had the quality drilling that we do, so you had no idea what was underneath there. you know they take out these big <laughs> these big samples and you hoped that uh, there was gold down there, but people lost money and people made money in fact. The mining houses were actually mining finance houses. You know, that was the function of these, of the Anglos and JCRs. They, they functioned, you know, they, they supported these mines. You know, they, they raised capital and uh, were really instrumental in getting these mines off the ground. But that was our, that's our culture. Today, nothing. You cannot get anything money out. Well, it's so it's, it's we- stagnant.
1: <laughs> that's why they do well. It's because of people like you and Viv Govendor. Uh, go, you, know, you transact. Uh-huh. You, know, you get your money in. You, you spend a bit. They charge you an enormous amount of money for a transaction fee. And uh, everyone goes home
2: relatively happy. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. No, I'm saying dead right. Mm. So that's why they pay nice dividends, etc. But, I mean, even during the pandemic, where government made huge amounts of money. They never lent it out. You know, I think they lent out a very small portion of the money that was actually given to them or supported, um, you know, to help support businesses. You could Even if you're a business struggling, you battle to get money out of them. Mm. So, yeah, well, everybody's we- scared. They don't want to make a mess because – They've got their share options and you know, they've got their bonuses. So no one makes, takes those risks.
1: Viv, I keep hearing from the aforementioned uh, Wayne, our colleague or associate, our broadcasting buddy, that the banks are still undervalued. Do you agree with what uh, he says and what David has, says about, has said about the the solidity of the South African banking system? Is it a good long-term investment because of the dividends and the fact that they are risk averse?
0: Partially, but I mean, there are impairments coming through. I mean, look at Absa's results yesterday. Yes, uh, they were down. You know, the share price came down quite dramatically. They were exposed to Ghana and to local problems as well. Look, our banks have, to certain extent, their model is really stable. Like David mentioned, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I think at some one point in time, we had a couple of banks in the top ten most valuable banks in the world in South Africa. Because of the fact that everyone else in the world was falling apart, and our banks were these, you know, the, like I always say they're these big fat cows that you know just feed on our fees and don't really do much beyond that. Whereas uh, international banks are these like swift deer that you know run around trying to get every cent they can, and you know obviously great profitability and whatnot. But if things go bad, you know things will you will have a, a quite a bit uh, of pain coming through. Uh, but you mustn't forget the fact that, I mean, the underlying cause here was the, the misjudgment of, the, of Silicon Valley's bank, mm. not just in regards to the payments going out and the deposits coming in, was the fact that their uh, unrealized losses were huge. Uh, yeah. the, there was a, a thing made where the smaller banks uh, didn't have to go out and do a mark-to-mark on their, on, their, on their assets. And with the interest rate rising like it has for the last, you know, little while, there was a report that came out a few months ago, which I didn't think people looked at, but the U.S. banking system had something like $620 billion of unrealized losses on yeah. bonds because they weren't marked to marketing these bonds yeah. with interest rates rose. Uh, and I think that's a problem you're going to be finding in, in the European banks as well. I mean, you, you look at what happened, what's happening with the European uh, you know, banks over the last yeah. couple of days. I mean, I think the uh, stock 600 banks are down like 3 3- 4% and this is after a little recovery today. You know what I mean? Uh, So what you're saying, uh, Viv, is is that
1: these these banks had to have um, long-term bonds in the United States on their balance sheet. So they bought the U.S. 10-year bond at something, I don't know, 0.9% or something like that on a yield basis. Not the actual bond itself, but the yield basis. And then it shoots up to 4%. But they don't change it in the results. They just say, we bought this asset (laughs) here, and we haven't changed it. Now it's gone up four times. Is that what you're saying, Viv? It's
2: all very (laughs) well, Mm. Lindsay. That's all very well. If you wait for maturity, you'll get the money back. Mm. That's all. In, in other words, those assets—if they're ten-year or five-year assets, whatever it is—that's fine. You'll, but you can't—you can't do that in, in 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 modern day. You have to mark those assets down. Yes. And this is what I can't understand, and this still baffles me, that that nobody looked at the balance sheet, no one imposed that, because what you would have done if you were a regulator, you would have said, hold on a sec. Your capital's underwater at the moment, you know, you you're taking it, there. you can't, you've got to hedge it, either hedge it or alternatively raise capital to cover what yeah. could be a potential loss. I know. I, you know uh, it just staggers me that this wasn't done. It staggers me that
1: treasury department of a bank, I mean, a bank is supposed to know about money. It yeah. doesn't have a treasury department that hedges, even if it's only 30 or 40% of their bond exposure, they didn't hedge. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. They just said, no, oh, interest rates are going to stay low forever. Along comes Jerome Powell and the boys. And uh, yeah, that's not true anymore. No. Let me talk about one other thing now because we, uh, cause I'm, okay. I, get, I get very ranty when I hear about um, the, these banks because I've heard it all before. And David, I'll have to stay with you on this one because it was a few weeks ago that you said, Lindsay, I've been watching Transaction Capital and yep. I don't like yep. the action. And I'm looking at my screen now and Transaction Capital is 37% down. And I thought, well, there's something. Yep. Here. It was something going on here i'll get it out of um, governor and shapiro later on (laughs) tell me about it please
2: well they came out with a with a trading update date yesterday which was total disaster yeah the taxi industry has gone from small issues to structural issues it's not going to come back to where it was this was their main issue you know this was their main business which is now uh, nothing they do have the call it the debt collecting business, which is stable. And then we buy cars, which was going to be which was the big acquisition they made. They paid a huge amount of money for what I can only term as a secondhand car trader. What do you do? You're dealing in used cars. Yeah. And uh, it, it, you know, because of the situation, uh, because of South Africa, this was going to be uh, there was a shortage of motor cars because of the chips and so on. Anyway, um, to cut a long story short, this was going to be uh, their huge in you know, payment. This was going to be their growth area. And um to be honest, the results were awful. You know, the results were absolutely awful, big disappointment, completely against what the market had forecast. So uh the shares down 36-37 percent today, which is a massive amount. It's but so literally, mean. this is 70% off the high. When we spoke, and excuse me if I'm getting a little excited about this, because I kept saying to you. Do no, you're right. That's why that's why I brought down. it up. You said there's something yeah. wrong
1: here. You you watched these shares. I, yeah. It's like you watched the investor going up, and you said, "Why is it yeah. going up?" You said, "Transaction capital doesn't look right to me." Yeah. It was well spotted. That's what comes from experience.
2: Yeah. No, hmm. well, well, I kept and I kept saying, ta- you know, uh, I kept saying something's wrong. This is not reflecting what the outside world is saying about the business, and that's all. I'm not, you know, I never owned the shares, and I, I, yeah, I wasn't recommending them, but all I was trying to say is this is what I do every day you yeah. know we look at shares we discuss them here we see what went up you say what's the top 5 up what's the top 5 down and 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 yet I, you know no one shared my views you know to a large extent um, there wasn't uh, you know there wasn't support for this and today they down 36%, which is no. massive. I know. It's, 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 it's
1: a lot of uh, wealth has been destroyed because it was a darling of the JSE. Another one, Viv, is MC Group. I mean, I'm, I'm missing no. something here as well. Nearly 14% down, Viv. I mean, multi-choice. I don't know if the people in Paris uh, at Canal Plus are saying, wait a second, what's, <laughs> what's, what's going on here? Should we mop this up or, or should we just stand back a bit? What's happened to multi-choice?
0: Yeah, look, I mean, they they were saying that you know the the World Cup was great and all that, but once low-sharing started, apparently it's uh it it, it they're not so happy about the second half of the year, and uh, worsening business conditions uh, apparently are also uh, you know affecting it. It kind of makes sense at the moment if you have no power for half the
2: year, <laughs> you know. Do <laughs> <laughs> anyone uh, at the uh, yeah. uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Viv, what I can't understand is once you've got a subscription. What what can you do? Why do you think people have cancelled it because of that? Because generally you, you take out a subscription for multi-choice. Yes, you do. So load shedding, you just you know, oh well, that's tough. You know, you're still paying your subscription.
0: Hey, good point. Uh, yeah, so but I'm it, trying it, to it, I'm it,
2: trying to reconcile this in my mind.
0: It, 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 <laughs> I think people are going onto the online, uh, you know, spaces, uh. the uh, Netflixes, and the other stuff that's out there. Okay. Uh, you know, you you the big driver of you know sport, yeah. the sporting event. I mean, literally, the only thing that makes these streaming services like MultiChoice and stuff functional, and in fact, TV anywhere in the world functional, is it's it sports. If it's mm. not for sports, you basically Netflix is, is incredibly mm. cheap. Even in South Africa, yeah. Disney Plus is so cheap. I mean, Amazon, when it comes here, it's going to be a no-brainer to get primed. even if you don't basically uh, care about the TV. The TV stuff is just for free. Um, and so and also I have a theory about this whole uh, thing about you know whatever if if you look at for instance Disney's uh, model Disney doesn't just make money from basically selling you a subscription to watch a movie. It makes money from the parks that you go and watch the characters of the movie at, from the lunch boxes you buy for your kids, from, you know, if you look at the number of different avenues Disney makes money from IP it comes yeah. from the stuff that it creates. It's in gigantic. Uh, and I think that's going to be the future, the Disney's, the Amazons, because they have such a wonderful business model that they really could be lost makers in these things, you know, on the actual direct streaming stuff and will make money down the line. And if you look at, for instance, a multi-choice or even a Netflix, I don't know how they survive when it's like, you know, they have to be so specific, make all their money from subscriptions, all their money from paying, here. Yeah. and these other guys are making, they can almost afford to lose money on subscriptions and other stuff mm-hmm. because they make the other businesses kind of subsidize things. So yeah, uh, that's my little rant about uh, streaming services. But yeah, in South Africa, I mean, people are under pressure. Uh, you know, I've talked about the food <laughs> stuff multiple times. <laughs> DSTV is something that people are going to be cutting if they are... I, mean, I, I, I to, must to tell to
2: you something, and I think Lindsay will appreciate this. Go on. But you will as well, Viv, because yeah. I didn't realize Sun International was so heavily exposed to uh, to the gambling side. But sh- what, what do they call it? Uh, share bets. or oh, no, no. Yeah. Oh, sport betting. I can't remember yeah. the name. Um, oh, the name's just left me for a sec. But you know, Lindsay and myself, we watch soccer, we watch football, we watch... And if you watch football, if you watch Channel Two Hundred Three or whatever it is, the only adverts you get are Hollywood Bets or betting, yeah. the other or, 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 or the the Sun International one. Just nonstop. Every break, it's all about betting, sports betting, sport or booze. Who's plenty? You know, uh, <laughs> of, uh, well, they go hand who's
1: in who's hand. You, 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 get, you get drunk and you make the <laughs> stupid bet. <laughs> there's
2: no fishini. you know, there's no, it's <laughs> not or tourists or pick and pay. It's just bet, sport betting. Uh, you cannot believe how big sports betting is, you know. Okay. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I, when I looked at Sun International's results, you suddenly read, oh, Oh, no wonder, you know, um, whatever it is. And it's sophisticated, you know. Anyway, you'll see. uh, So there you are. That was one positive side. Sun International up on the… Yeah, about 6% higher.
1: Yeah. now okay. Well, good. So you've got drunk people (laughs) making bets. That's good for Sun International.
2: (laughs) And their (laughs) whiskeys and gins and drinks. I've never heard of these labels before. But anyway… (laughs) And uh... (laughs) Okay, so what else happened
1: on the JSC today? We've got that massive, massive fall from a transaction capital. What happens here, actually, on on a theoretical note and an ideological note here, what do people do when it falls 37%? As I said earlier on, it was a very, very well-liked share and people know about it. Do they say to themselves, okay, "Okay, this is a bad day, Um, we're going to sell into the rallies? Or do they say... actually you know what we're going to do Uh, we still like the business we're going to if you're an asset manager we're going to go and see the management and then we're going to start to buy as the as the share price um, sort of consolidates what's your attitude towards this type of move
0: if you look at a company i mean one of the biggest things that humans have these uh, these biases these these failures of of, uh, thinking basically Mm -hmm. and one of the things that they have is anchoring so if you say oh it's fallen so much and therefore it should recover uh, the example I put forward in a similar kind of thing is Carvana. If you look at Carvana's share price, yeah. it's down yeah. 97%, I think, from the high. Okay. You know, 97%. Okay. Uh, and, and if you were anchoring on the way down, it's down 50, down 40, whatever it may be, you'd be still down, you know, 90%, or so 95%. Uh, what you've got to do is new information comes in, you've got to revalue things. This is where the fundamentals of you know, price and, you know, price-to-earnings ratio and your forecast for the future are going to have to come into play here. And if you, and like David mentioned, there's some structural issues that have happened. Firstly, the, uh, the uh, price of petrol has gone up, the uh, interest rate has gone up, and consumer demand for, you know, taxes has gone down because of work from home. Uh, you combine those three things together, the taxi industry is in a bit of a slump right now. Will petrol prices come down? Probably not, but they probably won't keep rising at the same rate. Interest rates might come down, but what's going to happen with regards to uh, commuting? I mean, are we going to see a situation in which people are going to return to the normal work-from-home thing? It's been three years now, and I haven't yeah. seen it happen yet. I don't know about you guys. It's kind of weird, you know, that the, yeah. the fact that we yeah. still haven't seen people return to... Uh, in San is yeah. like, you know, it's is still half empty. Uh, yeah. And yeah, and that's the kind of stuff that I'm thinking that might not change. And if that's the case here, then you don't have people working at the office or whatever it may be, not using the taxi, then you may have the taxi industry permanently with low volumes than they had, say, in 2019.
2: Uh, Good something. Yeah. The, you know, what Viv says is it is, in this case, Lindsay, it's structural. Mm. In our conversations as well, uh, or, you know, I also said, hold on, what do you need for a second-hand car trader? You just need uh, to put up a, a stand, Honest Joe, on the corner. You know, um, <laughs> you've just got to, just have to get a stand. <laughs> yeah. and, and you can sell cars, you know. I, I'm I was attacked for saying that by saying, no, they're very sophisticated. They've got some algorithms. They can understand the valuations and so on. Okay, I, I'll, I'll concede on that point. But what worried me as well, suddenly he had Carew. Starting to go into the space, you know. Also, oh no, this is great. You know, we've seen we buy cars. We're going to have another perfect model. And over and above that, when I saw Bidvest on, on when they came out with their numbers last year, they also said, oh, we're we going to start, uh, you know, pushing up that side of the business. I said, oh, you know, this is getting a little overcrowded. You know, you don't want to make your money out of selling second-hand cars.
1: Anyway, it's just not booze. It's an, in the UK, you can't advertise um, alcohol for sports anymore, I don't think. I mean, when I watch, I see something called <laughs> Kazoo, which is a, a second-hand car dealer. Um, <laughs> massive, massive company. I get Papa John's Pizza. And uh, mm-hmm. what's, the, what's the other one? Mm-hmm. And, and also the betting sites. So I don't know why you're not allowed to advertise alcohol and cigarettes and you are allowed to ruin people's lives with betting because it's with very bits. glamorous. You know, know. you see some very glamorous people. You see nice, nice young ladies and they're, you know, they're playing poker and, and everything and, and handsome-looking gentlemen who are happy because they've made a load of money. It's a lot of rubbish. It's, just, it's a drug like Shit. alcohol. is. No. It's terrible. No.
2: I I... I've I've passed some of these bedding shops, you mm. know, uh, where they've got the outlets, and it's it's you go on a Friday or something like you cannot get close to these places, <laughs> so there's always this desire, you know, for uh, for a quick win, and I just I I'm with you as well. I just. Anyway, but uh, that's where Sun International are making their money. They've gone into this. A lot of other people are going into it. They don't know the lives that they're ruining because they just provide software. Uh, They don't actually come face-to-face with the chaps that are actually betting and losing their money and going home with nothing. Exactly. Um, For me, it's a very strong point.
1: I'm not a betting man, but I bet you Viv Governor doesn't bet. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll bet you 50 rand. No,
2: certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank mm-hmm.
1: you. Okay. <laughs> Let's have a look at the, uh, the the markets now. The rand's done quite well, actually, in the last couple of days. 18.13 against the US dollar. British pound against the rand, 22.04. The pound has fallen by just over half a percent. The euro rand is 0.4% weaker for the euro, 19.44. Euro dollar, 107.30, which is a euro that's about 0.2% higher. Uh, and what have we got? The gold price holding above in 1900. It was only 10 days ago. I was saying it's going to go down uh, below 1800. Now it's above 1900. It's down four on the day, but uh, nice recovery. I think people just want to absorb some risk somewhere and they look at the volatility index and they look at gold. Won't last, of course. That's me saying that, not Viv or David. Um, platinum up, oh, cracky, $58 to 9.97, And palladium up $38 to $15, $12. Per ounce, as for oil, well, it was on its knees this morning, um, has recovered a bit, but still down uh, down a third of a percent for Brent at eighty fifty and west texas crude seventy four dollars thirty one which is down two thirds of a percent, natural gas down a third other things yeah, no, not much there at all the bond markets have been fascinating i mean these moves are huge i mean today it's a little bit um subdued because the us 10 year is yielding 3.63 percent, which is a yield that has risen by three and a third percent and i think yesterday it was down six percent or something the south african tenure is unchanged at 10.01 an uh, S and P 500 futures. Yeah, you were right, David. It was. Um, it's now uh, more than two percent higher. So yep. it's all over the place. Thirty nine sixty nine. If I'm rounding it up. So just over two percent uh, to the good. That's uh, good. And uh, Bitcoin has been extraordinary. Bitcoin. Look at this! Another. Yesterday it was up fifteen percent. Today it's up ten percent. Twenty-five thousand eight hundred and sixty-six. A massive, massive move on the upside on the JSE today. Uh, my screen's not not so good, and one of you is beeping, so I don't know who's there at the moment. But uh, could you give me your top five, please, Viv, on the upside
0: if you've got them. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, uh, okay. give me a second on that. That's
1: uh, no problem. David, you can get yours together while Viv gets himself together. I'll just tell you okay, what I've it's, got. Here,
0: uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we have uh, Textana up. Uh, I think what. Uh, oh, so quarter sorry. That's not about if, uh It's Kulta up, uh, Alphaman, uh, Textana, Hammersons. Uh, I can't see the last one here. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, Apologies for the last one. No problem. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Shouts for the capital up as well. Uh, quite nicely. Yeah, so five and a third percent uh, yeah. for
1: that one. And I've got on the downside of obviously yeah. transaction capital, thirty seven point two percent down on on my screen, uh, MC Group down nearly fourteen percent, Northern Platinum down seven point three, Sabania Stillwater down six point three, and Tiger Brands down five and three quarters. David, are you there? Because I wanted to ask you, I have,
2: you know, it happens when we get an outside, and I get an outside call. It actually cuts this one off. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, that's my tech. That's iPhone technology. And the, just, just, I don't know what you said about the gainers, but I see both Shaftesbury and Hammerson yes. quite strong in the, in the UK as well, and uh, quite right. uh, kind of led the gainers uh, over here as well, you know, uh, up here. But uh, broadly, it was. It's still a very negative day.
1: I think one day I, we have I, to have a discussion, and I, I'd love it like a roundtable discussion on what South Africa has a monopoly in, and that is platinum group metals, and I keep on saying yeah. it. But I'm oh, looking at Northern down 7.3% uh, today, and still yeah. Stillwater down 63 At some stage, these fine companies with a monopolistic
2: um, market share uh, must start to go up, David. Yeah, I would say so. I don't, I don't know what the backdrop to the fall in the platinum process and why it hasn't hasn't, um, kept up with expectations. Mm. You know, this is supposed to be a clean metal. It's a metal that somewhere down the line will be used in cells, you know, for energy and so on. And yet uh, it's been a major disappointment. It hit a high. After, after, you know, there were issues when, when, sorry, when Russia invaded Ukraine and there was concerns about the Palladium price or Palladium price shot up. But subsequent to that, it's just been one way traffic, which is down. There have been structural issues at the mines, admittedly. Yes. You know, there have been problems there. But, but overall, uh, it, it, it's turned out to be a very disappointing um, uh, area.
1: Yes, it has been. Um, disappointing uh, today with manufacturing and uh, mining numbers for the last month. Uh, Viv, I know your screens are not quite as sophisticated as David's, and he's got the indices that we track every day. So, David, give yeah. us the closing indices. Well off their lows, I think.
2: we well, off their lows, but still down. Mm. I mean, if you consider where the US is, if you consider where Europe was, yes, Iran did uh, come and improve a bit, which might have taken – Uh, a little bit of edge of some of our gains. But the All Share Index down 0.65% at 75009. If we go to the top 40, also similar down 0.53%, 69364. And then resources under pressure. Uh, Precious metals and mining, which would be gold and platinum down 3.36%. The broader index down just under 2%. Um, Banks steady Better than uh, we've seen, they were down 0.71%. And strangely, the industrial index, the industrial 25, was up 0.17%. Hmm. Uh, consumer discretionary stocks also uh, doing fairly well. So a lot had to do with, and, and, and as the bullish process, NASPERS, Richemont, all of those ended in the green today because of their, they listed on foreign markets, and I think that just gave the consumer discretionary area and the industrial area a little bit of a lift Great but stuff. by and large i think it was down three to one you know one gainer to every three losses
1: Hmm. okay it does seem to be stabilizing somewhat gentlemen thank you very much uh, viv governor is from rand swiss in johannesburg dave Japiro from sassin securities also in the city of gold and that was the five o'clock shadow